Hello and welcome to TripCast 360, the show of lively banter about the world of travel, tourism and entertainment. I'm your co-host David Cumberbatch and I'm joined by my co-host Michael Gordon-Bennett. Michael, you know, it's difficult to discuss travel without speaking somewhat about the impact that COVID is having on the industry. Which makes this show uh, a welcome respite from always having to talk about something so dark. Uh, I'm really looking forward to a few adult beverages today. Um, (laughs) But uh, before we get into that piece of the conversation, uh, let's do a couple little housekeeping notes. Uh, As you know, we are a podcast for the people, for the voiceless travelers out there among us. And we'd like to hear real travel stories from real travelers. So if you have any of those stories, you can submit them to us via email at contact at tripcast360.com. That's contact at tripcast360.com. Uh, if you're feeling comfortable sharing those stories with us, we would be glad to have them. Also, you can um, follow us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We are on all of them. We're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we're, we're there so you can pick us uh, up uh, and see what we're talking about. And lastly, of course, you can always go to our website, tripcast360.com, where we have all the latest episodes and all the information, including from today's episode. Uh, you'll see all that posted uh, online quickly. And so please do that. And lastly, we would like you to subscribe to our newsletter. In a couple of weeks, we will start uh, generating newsletters. And the sign-up form is also on our website at tripcast360.com. So, Dave... Uh, I think it's about time uh, we we got into the purpose of today's uh, 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 adult beverage session. And uh, we have a special guest joining us from someplace that's probably almost as warm as it is here where I'm at in Las Vegas. Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's not almost as warm. The Caribbean now is probably hovering about 75 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Where you are, I'm certain your temperature is either close to 100 degrees or over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> it, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you deal with that? You should be in the Caribbean. You should be in the Caribbean sitting with our, with our, with our guests and having a nice cocktail. You, you know, you don't get used to this. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear any excuses about it. It's a dry heat. 107 is 107. I don't care if it's dry or humid. And it, it's miserable. But believe it or not, the people here who live here in Las Vegas or who live in Phoenix, Arizona, which is actually a few degrees warmer than us, for some reason, they just got used to it. Um, you know, I woke up yesterday at five o'clock in the morning and it was already 82. <laughs> well, you know. I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you, Michael. If if you were in the Caribbean now, you'd probably sit in on the beach. Nice, you know, um, temperature that you can deal with. Having a nice cocktail, um, maybe uh, our guests would have uh, would be there to entertain you. Just think about that. Let's compare that to Vegas, where you are. There are very few trees. There's cactus. There's nothing. <laughs> but, but believe it or not, a month ago, the mountains that ring Las Vegas had snow on them. 
Yeah, but you know what? It was still over 100 degrees where you were. <laughs> well, that, 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 that snow went away pretty darn fast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the Las Vegas Strip actually opened uh, a couple of days ago. So it's going to be really interesting. You know, I, I don't want to really have a COVID discussion today, but it's going to be really interesting as these casinos reopen. You know, most of them are operating somewhere between 25 and 50 percent capacity. Um, how they enforce that, I don't know. I'm going to go investigate next week for a future podcast. But uh, uh, I suspect if I know what's going on, the travelers are just going to keep coming. The heat's not going to dissuade them. Well, uh, they're going to keep coming, but there's still going to be some concern about COVID. Uh, they come, they're going to stay in hotels. Um, uh, if they want to get some, some, some relief, the Caribbean is the place to go. Well, let, let me help you out with something here. The people who come to Vegas, I guarantee you about 90% of them don't care about COVID. They actually <laughs> care more about gambling and what our guest today is going to be doing for us. Yes, really, really. <laughs> so I think it's about time we brought him in. I think we've teased the audience but I'll tell enough. You, but I'll tell you what, Michael. We we thought this episode, in this episode, that we would lighten the discussion a bit as we have seen some countries are reopening to travel. So we thought we would make this the first show we will bring a mixologist in. Uh, you know, as we promote a segment of our show, that we would label on the lighter side. Maybe you want to talk about the things that we plan to 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 showcase on the lighter side. Yeah, the the idea of the lighter side actually was Dave's idea, and what we were trying to do is lighten up the mood. Nobody wants to talk about COVID or coronavirus twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. We're tired of it. And honestly, when we envisioned this show back in January of this year, no one had ever heard of COVID. So. Uh, the serious nature of this illness has forced us to address it. But at the end of the day, we want to leave somebody with a positive uh, impression because travel is supposed to be fun. And so Dave came up with this idea called On the Lighter Side. And today is our first featured guest on the On the Lighter Side. But we're also going to be doing, uh, you know, things like um, we're going to be looking for a few comedians to tell a few jokes, uh, yeah. maybe have a little fun that way. We're also going to be, you know, talking about travel deals and, and places to go and sporting events and stuff. It, it, it's designed to be fun. And uh, in this particular case, this entire show is built around a mixologist. But for the most part, um, that's what on the lighter side is. Well, I'll tell you, Michael, well, that begs the question, where do you go? If you're dreaming of going on your quarantine cocktail. Uh, I would probably go to the Caribbean, but keep in mind, I'm on the West Coast. So, um, you know, the uh, Cabo San Lucas is about a two hour plane ride from my front door. Wow. Wow. So, well, well, I'll tell you, Michael, this is probably a good time to bring our guests in now. Uh, let's do it. Our guest for this episode is mixologist Damien Williams. Damien achieved his degree in food, beverage, and hospitality management at the Barbados Community College Hospitality Institute. In 2005, in his first ever competition, Damien gained first place in the Malibu Cocktail Competition. Damien is also one of the top five mixologists selected to showcase their talent at Food and Rum Festival for the past eight years. In recent years, he has traveled to the United States and the United Kingdom to showcase Barbados rums at the renowned Rum and Rhythm Festival in New York, 
the Newport Mansions Food and Wine Festival and pubs in the park in the UK. Uh, I got to tell you, Michael, uh, one impressive biography. Well, yes. Now we're going to put him to the test because I need some of that rum. And uh, you said rum and rhythm. I didn't know rum had a rhythm to it, but we're about to find out. Yes. Damien, 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 Damien. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, Michael and David. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice to have yes. you. Nice to have you on the show. Uh, the first question I have to pose to you, well, I'll make a statement first. According to, yeah. pop, according to popular opinion, all mixologists are bartenders, but not all bartenders are mixologists. Uh, this makes That's a right. fun... Yeah, so and, and you know what? This makes a fundamental assumption, however, that mixologists are viewed as a form of an elevated bartender as someone who has moved beyond just That's creating right. drinks into someone creating one-of-a-kind masterpiece. An experience, a lasting experience. That's right. That's yeah. what we do as mixologists. We don't yeah. just serve drinks, but we give a lasting experience. That's the difference. Yes. So how, so how, how, would, you, how would you describe in more detail your craft? Oh, okay. Um, well, let's say anyone can be a bartender. Okay, but as long as you're past that bartender stage and you go on learning the different aspects of uh, yes, bartending and then mixology, you learn pairings, you learn mixing skills, you learn flair, you learn entertainment. There's so many different aspects of it that takes you to that next level. So you're not just someone who goes behind the bar and serve people drinks but your interaction, okay, your, your, um, your demeanor, your attitude, it all speaks for itself, whereas taking you to that next level, not just serving a cocktail, but giving a lasting impression. So people, uh, your guests, would always come back and say, you know, is, is, is Damien at work today? And almost always uh, where I started at Cafe Jungles when some people, you know, not knowing that I, when I'm not around, the experience might not be the same, okay? Or you never know, there might be a, a, a better mixologist than me who would give, you know, a, you know, a better impression. <laughs> but that's what it's all about, to give, you know, that impression that your guests would, uh, word of mouth, you know, spread the word. So I got to my level not only because I can uh, make a good cocktail, but because I can communicate well with guests. Uh, I learned to listen. You have two ears and one mouth. You have to listen more and talk less. One of my favorite phrases. One of my favorite phrases. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> so um, so that's, that's, that's what I'm all about. That's what mixology is all about. Now, they're, they've taken it to another level, whereas um, some of my counterparts are now bar chefs, okay? Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I think uh, the guy that's on also, he, is, he can cook, he can pair, he can conversate, he can make a great cocktail. He's one of the top in Barbados uh, right now. 
Robinson, and I learned a lot from him. He learned a lot from me. But that's where the camaraderie um, always comes together, whereas in the mixology realm, as we call it, um, we help each other to get better and better and better. That's what it's all about. Nice. Let me ask you a question. What got you started in this career? I mean, you, you know, it, it's not one of those careers that you wake up one day when you're 10 years old and think, I'm going to be a mixologist. What got you started? What grew you to being a mixologist? <laughs> well, um, let's just say my thirst for knowledge grew and grew. But I started um, in Cafe Jungles, one of the most uh, popular themed bar and restaurants here in Barbados. And I came in uh, as, you know, a porter. I was helping a friend of mine out. He was the head chef at the time. Um, he wanted a porter for the day. I came in and I was washing, you know, dishes and stuff in the kitchen. I had my regular job and you would not believe what that was, but I'll, I'll tell you about it a little later. Um, so I, 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 I left work. Then I went to the, the restaurant. I washed, you know, dishes until the, the kitchen shift was over. And then I went into the bar, just watching, sitting around the bar, watching these guys. And I was like, these guys are, you know, having more fun than me being in the kitchen. So the manager at the time, uh, he asked me if I don't want to try my hand at bartending. Like, well, yeah, look at these guys. These guys are having more fun than I am. So I went from the kitchen to the bar, and I never looked back since. I mean, not that I can't cook. I can cook now. <laughs> but I never looked back and went into working in the kitchen uh, uh, after that time. So my knowledge, sorry, my thirst for knowledge grew and grew. And I did several different seminars. Uh, not only in Barbados, but outside of Barbados. Uh, I went to um, community college, Pomerine. Uh, that was pretty interesting. And I continue to grow in you know, acquiring knowledge from wherever I can get it. And now I am the brand ambassador for Plantation Run. Okay. You know, the, yeah, nice, you guys know nice, nice. yeah. So I do travel even more now with uh, that brand. I'm also the tour guide of the West Indies Rum Distillery. Okay, and I co-owned the bar at Harrison's Cave. So yeah, I, I've done a lot since being in the kitchen thereafter. But getting back to what I did before, I got into. Uh, bartending and then mixology, I dealt with nutrition. So I used to teach people during the day not to drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but everything in moderation, you know, is, you know, is good. <laughs> Just don't abuse things and you're on the right track. So I had the best of both worlds for some time. But then the company that I uh, used to work for, they closed the Barbados and the Jamaica uh, and the Trinidad offices. So then I went full stream ahead with mixology. And here I am. I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. 
Nice. And for those of you who don't, uh, who didn't catch that, uh, Damien is actually in Barbados and the ambient sound we're catching out the back is a few birds chirping, which we, <laughs> we, we, we like that natural ambiance. So we're good with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Damien, let me ask you, how does, sure. how does being born and raised in the Caribbean influence your work as a mixologist? Well, I get familiar with uh, the fruits and vegetables and herbs that we do have here. And that's uh, a chief part of um, acquiring the knowledge of pairing. Okay? And yes, contrast, because they do go hand in hand from time to time. And you, you, you tend to catch on to your granny cooking and seeing different ingredients going together. And I only realized certain things when I got to this level that, you know, why would my grandmother, I remember, put this with that? And then when I do try it, you know, um, you, you can make it into uh, a liquid, you know, um, um, liquid food, you know, just parents alone. Um, being in the Caribbean with the tropical elements, fruits especially, um, I learned anything that you can eat, you can make into a cocktail. Wow. Is there, is there a standout feature that, uh, that you have that, make, that makes you different to your peers? Uh, <laughs> I would say my hats. <laughs> so many of them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we all have our different signatures. Uh, I, I, the only thing I can think about is my hat. And maybe I was once called the, um, what, what do they call me? The, the sugar boss. The sugar boss. Because okay. <laughs> um, in, in, when I first started, most of my cocktails were sweet, very sweet. Yes, yeah. But being exposed to the different cultures around the world, you know, I tend to know when to make them sweet, when to make them sour, when to make them bitter. You know, it, it, it gave me, you know, a more rounded sense of um, understanding of the different cultures that do come to Barbados. And I mean, that's what we're all about. Food and rum. I mean, every year we have it. I hope we have it this year. Um, we're not sure what's going to happen as yet. Um, but, you know, that's what it's all about. Learning different um, cultures, learning different periods. All right. I understand you're going to make a drink or two for us today. What yes. is your first drink? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, the signature cocktail in Barbados, the rum punch. Okay. You all know the slogan, one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. But according, like I mentioned earlier, about, uh, in, you know, according to one's palate, you can, you know, alter these, um, these, these amounts to suit that person's palate. And my palate, I prefer a little uh, citrusy, so I'm not going to use as much sweet. Okay. But one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. 
Okay. So should I go right ahead and make the first cocktail? Do it's it. Do Bayesian it. Dave's rum punch. Dude. Yeah. How are we doing? The Bayesian <laughs> rum punch. Do it. Dave's salivating anyway. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start with my sour then, and in this case, uh, lime. I'm going to go. I'm going to use one ounce of my lime juice. And normally, um, a good size lime would give you one ounce. So I'm just going to use that. So you you use the whole lime, okay? Yeah, just about, just about. But this okay. was a fairly big lime, so I'm yeah, I saw I use, saw that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was a fairly big lime. So there's more juice in this one. Okay. Right now for my sweet. You can alter the sweet according to what flavors you want to play around with. And this is my cinnamon clove simple syrup. Cinnamon nice. clove syrup. Okay. I'm going to use only one ounce. Now, I, I, I know I said two of sweet, but... I'm getting away from all that, sweetie. <laughs> you <laughs> so, are allowed. <laughs> one ounce, okay, of my sweet. Three of strong. Mm. I'm definitely not going to go three ounces of strong. <laughs> Although I'm at home. But, I was going to um, say, you can do that if you want to. I can do that if I want, yeah. <laughs> Normally... You would use, you know, um, a young run, okay? Maybe two to, to five years, two to seven year uh, blends of rum, rum rum. But I'm going to use uh, the Stiggins Fancy Plantation pineapple rum. So yeah. in essence, this would be, you know, a, a pineapple rum punch. Yes. I'm going to use two and a half ounces. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have to go with that half on our account. You fall three. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. I'll go all three. <laughs> See, I, I'm a bad influence. <laughs> they, 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 Clearly they, you are. Yeah, Dave should have warned you. You need to come to our business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now I'm to my week. Okay, and week, I mean water. Okay. okay. As simple as that, water. And I have learned recently, for example, in Jamaica, I did um, cocktails for a company there, and they use fruit punch or sometimes orange juice as their mm. meat. Oh, okay. So I'm only going to use two ounces because I like to taste the alcohol. <laughs> Not as much as three ounces, though, but I like to taste the alcohol. Hey, I was just trying to help, brother. <laughs> you're, you're trying to help me to go to sleep faster. <laughs> Hey, Damien, I, I just want to let you know that Michael Michael is bad influence, okay? I'm, I'm slowly learning that. Okay. Okay. And that was one of the that. nicer things someone's called me. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to use uh, Angostura bitters. We Angostura bitters. Yeah. Amazing product. Four dashes. Okay. And, of course, some ice. And normally some people will shake this cocktail, but I prefer to stir it 
because it doesn't have that much dilution of the ice since I use uh, water. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stir it and you'll have a richer, more full-bodied rum punch. Nice. Yeah, that's it. And my glass, I'm going to also put some ice in that. Now the, now, the drink that you just made us, is there any special occasion that you would make this for, or is this kind of the standard Bajan this type of rum drink? This is a standard Bajan um, cocktail. Okay. Everyone has a rum punch wherever you go. No matter what time it is, everyone craves a rum punch. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dave drinks his for breakfast, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Bajan, man. I'm Bajan. There you go. That look, looks nice from here. Nice. And then you add a few more drops of bitters. Angostura bitters, yes. Yep. And nutmeg. Ah. Oh, okay. Yep. So it will give you the aromas first. Okay. And um, um, guys, I'm going to show off a little here. I'm going to some cinnamon okay, okay. And this now you are a, showing now you are yes, showing off yes i am yes i am this is going to give it a totally different aroma when you first wow experience the cocktail you first knows your your sense of smell is the first interaction with the cocktail so there you have it yeah, how potent it's is that? Bajan, I, I'll have to check. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm encouraging you to check. Um, yeah, I've never seen that done with cinnamon before. For those of you, I know that the listeners can't see what you're doing. Wow. But it, it was like watching you. It was like lighting cinnamon and what did you call that again? And and shaving it off into the drink? Um. Um, the nutmeg. The nutmeg. Oh, the nutmeg. Okay. And then yeah, what yeah. is that that you did with the cinnamon again? I torched the cinnamon. Torched okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Ah. So it gives it the aroma of the cinnamon and the nutmeg, which pairs very well together. Okay. And they both work perfect, not only in a rum punch, but in brown rum cocktails. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Wow. You want to get on that first flight to Barbados, don't you, Michael? Uh, the, yeah, I got, I, I have my COVID mask here. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, that doesn't look like a COVID mask. Uh, right? I don't know. Right. What, what is that? Right. What is I, that? Got, I got my own here, man. <laughs> we, oh, okay. Okay. We're going to. We're we going to leave that for another podcast. <laughs> hey, I, I've, I've been stuck in Las Vegas for so long, and, it, and it's not a bad city. I don't mean to say stuck, but I need a vacation. Yeah, well, make it happen. Yeah. We'll definitely welcome you when, um, if, if the Barbados is the destination you chose, okay? No. But uh, um, even if nothing else you come for, you have the rum punch. Yeah, you, for, you, for you. you. You forgot. I know where to find you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, Dam uh, Damien, you have, stuff. you've competed in mixology <laughs> competitions all over the world. Yeah. What's the what's the atmosphere like at those events and how do you prepare? How how does it feel for your creativity and craft to be recognized when you place? 
Well, I, my problem in the past was preparation. Um, I always lack the, I never took the time to actually prepare myself the different steps, the way how I should in order to, you know, achieve higher um, um, accolades than I, I, I do now. One of the things that I've learned um, recently, especially, is plan ahead to keep ahead. And if you plan how you're going to make a cocktail, you cannot go wrong whereas timing is concerned. I'll tell you this, I'm not too proud of it, but the last competition, okay, that I entered, Sorry, I was chosen as one of the top eight mixologists in Barbados. Um, I, I ran over time, <laughs> not only by one minute, two minutes, three minutes, <laughs> but five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because yes, the cocktail was beautiful. I mean, the presentation was on par, um, but I should have taken the time to put it all together and then say, okay, so this ice pair that I have, where I pour the cocktail in, is gonna take time for me to put the funnel in and then to pour the cocktail in and then to, to um, take it out and put it in the, the drinking uh, vessel, all that stuff. So preparation was always my problem. But, you know, I, I, I did gain first place in a couple of the competitions. Um, but the, 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 the more significant ones, I placed like uh, third, second, fourth, uh, sixth, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in the Master Mixer in Barbados, I, I, I actually placed sixth in that one. Um, the first one that was telecast on uh, CBC TV. Where yes. you were, you're paired paired with the mixologist and the scores. You know, uh, whoever make the more scores uh, for that round will go on to the next round. I actually made it to the finals out of I think uh, 24 um, or mixologists. Uh, but on that day, I was sick. I was really sick. And I'm sticking with that. I was too uh, sick. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna let you slide on that one. <laughs> let, let me let me ask you a question. When you do these competitions, mm -hmm. how long do they give you to make a drink? About seven minutes to make two drinks. Wow! <laughs> wow! It wow. is 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 easy to do as long as you are prepared. As long as you prep yourself yes. and you practice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have uh -huh. do you have a favorite go to cocktail? Um, I love a Manhattan, uh, a rum Hatton. Okay, I love uh, a rum sour. I love um, a Negroni. Okay, um, but my preference though is just to drink the rum straight. Okay. <laughs> if I have to go to a cocktail, <laughs> then I would just, you know, go to one of those um, um, that I mentioned. All right. Well, for a, yeah. for a novice such as myself, <clears throat> uh, for a novice such as <laughs> myself, tell tell us what a Negroni is. 
Um, a Negroni, basically, with gin, Campari, vermouth. It's, how should I say? It's like a party in your on your palate, okay? It's, it, it has the best of bitters, Campari, okay? okay? Okay. Excellent product, excellent, excellent product. And uh, then it has a uh, vermouth where you can probably use, according to your palate, you can use a sweet vermouth or, you know, uh, a dry vermouth. Most, most people use a sweet vermouth. Um, and gin, I mean, you know, gin right now is one of the number one uh, uh, spirits in the world. And if I'm not drinking rum, I'll be drinking gin. Listen, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um, <clears throat> among my friends, we have this, we have this phrase that we use, gin will make you sin. So I don't no, know. No, that. that's what we grew up on. <laughs> <laughs> because at the time we were drinking some gins that, I mean, were terrible. Okay. But now gins, you know, have different botanicals. Gins cater to different demographics. Gins yeah. are more palatable. Okay. And this one in particular, Citadel Gin, has uh, 19 botanicals. So there are different elements now that are placed in gins to make it palatable. And easy, easier now to make a cocktail, a beautiful cocktail. A lot of people has this perception that gin, you know, gives you the shakes. But any, any alcohol that you drink too much of will do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but gin is very, very amazing. <clears throat> no, I, I, my dad drank gin growing up, and I always remember the uh, gin bottles in the house. And I remember when I became an adult um, and I started drinking gin, it gave me a headache. So I haven't really had a lot of gin since. What did and, you drink it with? Um, my dad was, what was it, Beef Eaters, I guess, made the gin. I'm trying to yeah. think. And yeah. Uh, my dad used to just drink it on the rocks. So I tried to be like my dad when I became an no adult. Way. It didn't work out so well for me. <laughs> <laughs> that would not turn out well for an amateur gin drinker. Okay? Uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't work that. out well for me either. Uh, yep. You can mix that with orange juice. You can mix it with tonic water. You can mix it with cola tonic. Uh, by the way, uh, your yeah. friend, the poet mixologist, is actually on, and he sent me a couple of messages, which I'm going to relate to you shortly. Um, you've done the competitions as a competitor, but you've also sat on the other side of that table. Yes, I have judged several competitions, and I actually have one to judge on Saturday. Uh, and I think we're going to do that as a live um, broadcast. Okay, um, I'm not sure what platform is going to be on. But it's um, a competition, online competition that Wine World, uh, one of our biggest distributors here, put on this competition. Whereas uh, mixologists, bartenders can, you know, uh, strut their stuff and show off their talents. And I'm not going to be able to taste them, but based on my experience with pairings and um, you know, competitions, I would know where someone went wrong or what they added too much of or a lack of. So uh, it will be me and two other judges. And we have about, 
I think eight competitors, eight entries to judge on, on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Um, yeah. You said you had a couple of um, uh, a competition to judge coming up, but I also want to know if I come to Barbados as a tourist, where can I find you? Um, uh, is there any well, one? <laughs> is there any one place that you work at? You kind of float around between no, different places, or no? I am all over the place normally. Well, I, uh, currently I do work at the distillery. They actually offered me a job. You know, knowing that I'm home and the tourist industry is not active at the moment, and I'm not doing anything at home because uh, you know what I do heavily depend on tourists. Um, the bar, yeah, tourism, the bar that I co-owned. Um, maybe I should mention it now. Go for it. The poetic mixologist is the guy who is the co-owner of that bar with me. Ah, nice. <laughs> Ryan Allenson, yes. So we joined together and we actually, you know, um, we have that bar at Harrison Cape. We don't know when it's going to resume. It's, it's difficult to uh, pinpoint a time. So right now that, you know, is, you know, in the woods. And crop over. There's no more crop over. This um, year. Michael, so this year. This year. Yes. This year yes. Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, crop over is the, the, you know, the climax of our crop season, our sugar cane season. Okay. Right. where we have um, a big celebration. We have parties almost every day. And the climax is actually in August, the first week in August, where we have a big carnival, um, a parade. And I'm sure you would love to be in Barbados around that time. Right, David? Uh, that's right. Well, that's it. Say, I, should, should we tell him any more? Anything yeah. else? I'm going to work it on him slowly. Right. <laughs> if, if, if I didn't know any better, I think you gentlemen are trying to get me in trouble. Uh, well, no comment. No comment. <laughs> are, you suggest, are, are you suggesting that the Caribbean is the place to come if oh you want your... If you want to have your 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 COVID cocktail or your tropical COVID cocktail, yeah, or or are right. you suggest are are you suggesting that we should come to your home? <laughs> <laughs> right, Ryan Adamson. He sent me a couple quick messages via the chat. Yeah, one of them was a okay. great job on the rum punch and the aroma flavors. No doubt, it will taste great. Yep, it sure did. And uh, the second one, he's actually straightening me out on my, <laughs> my on my poor choice of my dad's gin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you think that I love gin, he loved gin times ten. Uh, okay, I wow. kid you not. I kid yeah. you not. Yeah, yeah. so we are, we always have competitions. Whereas <laughs> um, his gin, he thinks is better, which is botanist. My gin, thing, I think, is better, which is uh, Citadel. Okay. So we always have a battle, but he loves gin, for sure. Uh, gotcha, what did yeah. he say about your dad's gin? Well, he didn't specifically address my dad, but I'm going to take it like he did because I'm the one that opened my big mouth. Uh, it says, back in the Gordons and Ghiblis were not so nice, but more they're more refined now. He's referring to the fact that I used to get a headache in drinking gin. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. The gins that we used to drink then, I mean... 
that's why people always have the perception that you know they give you the shakes or they give you headaches or something. I mean, maybe they do. <laughs> I wish the audience could see the back and forth going between Damien and Ryan. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I, I am actually very glad you did this. Um, let us know uh, once the tourism starts starts to pick up again. You know yeah, where we can yeah. find you. I know your bar is closed right now. Um, oh, look at Ryan sent me another one. My mom drank Ghibli's. 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 Yeah. You see, that's one of the signature yeah. uh, gins there is in the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yep. now I'm going to go try it. No guarantees. If it goes bad, I will ship the bottle back to you. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, my, my, Michael, in Barbados, we had this saying, little children and fools should not play with sharp-edged tools. Which is true. <laughs> so if you know that you can't handle this, just stay far away from it. Leave it to me, all right? I will there tell you. There are now, no, Michael, there are now uh, sweet gins, okay? Okay that touches another uh, you know palette another type of uh, uh, the virgin gin palette it actually touch that's why gin is so big you know because they put different botanicals in them to cater to other demographics well damien we appreciate your time uh and doing this for us i'm, I'm actually looking forward to meeting you in person when i do get down there and uh, no problem i'll uh, take care of you when you come to barbados <laughs> I really want to thank um, um, Damien for exposing this to uh, his craft. Uh, even though, even though it was virtual, I felt as though I was right there having the drink. Now, now, of course, I've seen Damien perform at, at Rama Rhythms in in New York. Uh, trust, trust me, he's extremely serious. He takes his craft serious. Michael and myself, and I'm certain the audience. Uh, a bless that you were able to share that with us at this time when uh, the focus is on COVID, even though some of our destinations are beginning to open again. I think, I, I think this sort of enlightens our, our audience and I'm certain by the time it runs, a lot of, a lot of them will be smiling after the show. But as uh, Dave just alluded to, this is our first uh, uh, segment on the lighter side. And uh, you see, we have a lot of fun. We're not trying to take ourselves all that seriously. And, uh, you know, we want to inject some joy and excitement into the travel experience. And uh, we want to thank Damien Williams for uh, uh, joining us all the way from Barbados. Um, and so this is where we're going. Uh, and this will be an entire segment which should air in about two weeks, I believe, from the time we recorded this in early June. Uh, going forward, uh, adding to the On the Lighter Side segment, you know, we're going to be looking for comedians. We're going to be looking for maybe some professional athletes who've got some great stories to share with us. Uh, obviously, we're going to have uh, some travel deals embedded into On the Lighter Side, fashion, a little bit of uh, entertainment, um, you know, music, Hollywood, whatever. So please stay tuned for some of our segments on the lighter side.
And with that being said, uh, also, uh, for those of you who are the voiceless traveler out there that we'd like to appeal to, if you have any great stories you'd like to share with us or with our audience, uh, you too could possibly be a guest just like Damien was on our show. You can send those stories to us at tripcast360.com. Let me repeat that. That's contact at tripcast360.com. That's our email address. So send those stories there. Uh, Watch us and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. We are on everyone from iTunes to Google to Spotify. We're there. So please subscribe and follow and encourage your friends to do the same. And also you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And lastly, uh, come to our website, tripcast360.com, where you will see a synopsis of today's show under the episode link on our homepage. And you will also have access to the show itself if you happen to have missed it on your favorite platform. So we would like to thank everybody for uh, listening to this show. And for Dave Cumberbatch, this is Michael Gordon Bennett. We will see you next time on Tripcast 360.